Noemi Beres is best known for her unique and witty mixed-media hand-sewn collages on canvas made from old photos, postcards, colorful yarn, textiles and old buttons. Art has always been essential in her life, but she realized it could also be important to others. You don't have to be an artist to use and feel the benefit of painting, drawing or collage making. She collects small bits and pieces that she finds fascinating and incorporates them into a mixed media collage that usually has a vintage vibe. She usually starts with no determined idea of the finished collage. Instead, Noemi lets the images and photos interact with one another to build the scenario. These fragments are liberated from their original context, salvaged, ripped and repurposed. Memories, nature and the Mediterranean life inspire her the most. She also makes many paper collages using newspapers, magazines, old books and digital ones. She's a self-taught artist from Hungary, who has lived in Cyprus, Europe for 12 years. She was part of several group exhibitions in Cyprus and Italy. Hello, everybody. I'm so psyched to have here with me today, Noemi Beres. Hi, Noemi. How are you? Hi, Anka. I'm well, very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yes, it's absolutely great to have you on because you are the person who usually facilitates on the other end and you are <laughs> all these amazing speakers. So give us a an insight into who you are, your background story and what you are doing. So I was born and raised in Hungary, in Central Europe, and um, I traveled a lot <laughs> before I moved to Cyprus, because that's where I reside right now, with my family, with my son and husband, for 12 years and counting. And so I'm actually not an, I'm an artist, but it's basically, I'm a self-taught artist. I'm a collage artist, I make hand-sewn collages on canvas. I love making um, digital collages and paper collages. So anything that has to do with collages. And But I, I never learned art. Uh, by trade, I'm a linguist. Uh, I studied uh, Danish and uh, Swedish at the university in Budapest in Hungary. And I'm a linguist by trade. And I ended up first in Denmark. I was an exchange student there for a year. And I start and I moved to Ireland and lived there for seven years. And but but it was too cold for me. So I told my husband, let's move to South <laughs> and let's move to an English speaking country. And that's how I ended up basically living in Cyprus, in the beautiful island of Cyprus, Aphrodite's Island. So it's a very inspiring place. I'm in Mediterranean landscape, the sea. And the sun and you know the whole atmosphere just inspires you and your life and your art and it's just a beautiful place to live uh, in a nutshell that's who I am and uh, so I'm an artist but during the day or like during the week I have a day job and I'm an entrepreneur since uh, 2007 and I I have a podcast booking agency called Podcast Connections and I have entrepreneurs uh and coaches, healers to get on quality podcast shows and enrich their lives through podcasts, basically. So I, I have this double life, like being a podcast agent and being an artist. <laughs> they they kind of merge merge well together, right? Because you are in contact, right? And have an artistic side to them, and people who are spiritual and who want to contribute. Yeah. And this is what you are also doing. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's intertwined. So it's it's yeah. It, it connects. And I think I can understand uh, like a more intuitive person. So working with other intuitive persons, <laughs> it's just easier for me because I understand them better and I can connect with them on a deeper level. I suppose. Yeah. So this makes me curious about, I, I understand that you have this artist aspect and then this entrepreneurial aspect. What are you utterly passionate about? What is the red thread in everything that you are doing? Um, definitely something creative. So I have to create something and have to connect, uh, connect with like people to to each other. Or I love talking to people but then art is is different because art what i'm most passionate about and music also which i always loved uh, i have drums i have a hang a handpan i have a frame drum i have a tongue drum so like anything that is artistic or like, you know making sound i love it so these are the things i'm i probably i'm, I'm most passionate about art music books uh, and learning things and and thanks to my work and thanks to my art, I can always learn new things from other people and which I found, you know, really cathartic because I think it's just so important to learn from each other, whatever we do. Yeah. I have this, I have this curiosity and I'm like, no, stop it. You cannot ask for her Zodiac sign. <laughs> yes, please do, do. I love Zodiac signs. <laughs> because my, my, my first insight would be that you are Gemini. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> You're not a Gemini. Oh, what? no. So what's your second guess, Anka? <laughs> uh, I would say that you are an air sign, though. No, you are not an air sign. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this, shows, this shows how much I know about Zodiacs. <laughs> I, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> air sign. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but that kind of like... If if I dust off everything that I know about Scorpius, I'm a Gemini, right? So when you're talking about right. like this is pretty much me, right? <laughs> All the instruments of the world, learning languages and just learning anything. Yeah. Um, but I can see that you have also this deep desire for spiritual depth. And I think that you are exploring yeah. this both through your art and by connecting people and allowing the people who are gifted and talented to become visible and to support and to, to support other people who might need their form of therapy. So I'm curious about you and um, how you have been using art in your own life. Art was always like a therapeutic tool uh, uh, for me because uh, unfortunately I, I lost my dad in 2019 and uh, to cancer and then I lost my grandmother in 2019 to an accident and it was just a horrible year for me so I had to figure out something and had to you know grab something when I needed some kind of support and help and that's when I discovered rediscovered art again I you know as I was always an artist and since I was a kid I loved you know painting drawing doing things but in 2019, I really needed to es escape somewhere, and that was collage making. So when I was really in deep in trauma, I had anxiety, and I had to cope with grief, I just started to, you know, just to make these collages, because I needed a safe space where I can, when I can express myself, and a safe space where I can express my emotions, 
where I can, you know, I can improve my self-esteem because it was really down during that time. Plus, it was always COVID, it was COVID too. So just COVID just started. So my business stopped. I had to, you know, just pivot and start a new business. So through two deaths in my family, plus like losing your business and setting up a completely new business, which was Podcast Connections. Like it it was like, it was, I was in deep down somewhere. So I just needed something to, to lift me up. And that was art. And I just started to making these hands-on collages on canvas. You can see a couple of those behind me as well. And I just, it was so relaxing. Like every evening after work, I sat down, I started to work on my collages. And because I'm using, I'm sewing, basically these papers, textiles, everything, yarns together. It's really repetitive and it's it's a very monotone thing that you do. So actually you end up like being in like a meditative state when you do that. Plus I was listening to my audio books or music. So it was like that, like an ultimate uh, meditative state, what I did. So it really helped me to, to deal with stress, trauma, grief, and I had to do that over like over many weeks and months. So and I was just creating art, like canvas after canvas. And I just enjoyed the process. And I didn't even want to finish them. It's like, oh, let's do the next one. Because I just I was in this, you know, creative mood and it helped me to thrive and helped me to cope with, with everything that was going, you know, around me in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that vulnerable story. And I'm really sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, that it was a very difficult um, yeah. moment for you. And I'm so grateful that you found your way through it um, by rediscovering art. Because I think that a lot of people who would be listening to this story could make the connection. Um, everybody, most everybody experienced loss and grief. And finding art as a therapeutic way of dealing with grief is such an important thing. I was also thinking about the flow that you seem to go uh, into when you are creating and that res brain resonance that just allows you to continue being in the process without really thinking about the end goal. Absolutely. You don't think about the end goal. The, the journey and the process is just much more important. And uh, plus your creativity it just helps you to, I don't know, just just to be in a better place and just to escape uh, like everyday life's hmm. craziness that <laughs> which was growing around me. And yeah, it, it's, it, it was beautiful. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I would love to do more art right now. But because of my business, I'm a bit behind of my artistic <laughs> plans and goals. But when I when I have problems or when I'm you know anxious about something, I always turn to art. I always go back to art, and it's it's really inspiring and refreshing and relaxing to do that. Yeah. So I imagine that people would be listening to this and would wonder how could art help them feel more relaxed and less stressed. Um, or maybe what what you are mentioning, I think that you experienced loss and grief came like that. But for some other people, the, the whole uh, 2019, 2022 was such a challenging period because there were so many emotions and we didn't really have a container for expression. And some of us <laughs> who were on the 
more privileged uh, grace uh, side of the whole affair. Uh, we were just feeling into what was happening around us. And I was just, I, I couldn't really deal with my own emotions. So I'm wondering how would somebody who feels like these strong feelings, um, how could they alchemize them through art or any other modalities that you might have in mind? Uh, it's, 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 I think it's like the, the whole artistic journey is is kind of a self-discovery and emotional transformation. So it, it helps people, whatever they do, they can draw, they can crush it, they can just do anything, just start something. And it's it's kind of like a healing journey that begins. You don't even notice it. You just start doing it and you just keep rinse and repeating it and being consistent and persistent. Whatever you're doing, just go back to it like every day and try to spend like 10, 20 minutes on something that gives you pleasure, that gives you relaxation. And as I said, it's it's kind of a meditation. So you can you can use it as a meditation or what I sometimes I did, I, I listened to like meditation music and doing art. And that's like, wow. So that's, you know, on, on top, like I mean, the cherry on top, because that really helps you to relax and just get away from it all. I mean, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to radio. Um, so what I do or read, make art, make music, that's my go-to place when I'm down or when I'm feeling down. So that's what, but that's what I would advise to people who are listening to just, just start doing something. And you don't have to be an artist to do that by no means. Um, you don't need to focus on your exhibitions or anything like that. Just grab a piece of paper, just start doing something on it. Or like collage making is easy. Like if you make a paper collage, just get some newspapers together and just, you know, just use your brain, use your creativity and just start doing something beautiful, magical. Yeah, I love that invitation. And I also love what you said about you don't have to be an artist. I think that there is um, some heaviness around the word artist, right? Because maybe so many people have this inclination towards learning an instrument or um, drawing or painting but they have that shadow aspect, which is the fraud syndrome, right? Like, but I'm not really an artist. How can I start doing things? So could you speak a bit to that from your experience? Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, I don't have an art degree. I'm like my master's degree in linguistics. So I have basically nothing to do with it. But my favorite artist, Frida Kahlo from Mexico, uh, from Mexico City, you know, she, she never went to university or an art faculty to learn art and look at what she did. I mean, she's one of the world's most famous, like, female painters. So, um, and you don't have to call yourself artist. Just, like, try to express yourself in any way you can. And then you never know. You may become one. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, there are endless possibilities in the world. And just, I, I always uh, tell people, just do it. And and they tell me it's like yo, but I'm not an artist. I was never good at drawing, or I was never good at painting. Use your imagination. Just use your hands and make something. Because we are so obsessed with the uh, with the virtual world. Obviously, I I make a living of it, and I spend most of my time in front of a computer, a camera, and a microphone. But when I need to relax, I have to get rid of those things, and I use you. I need to use my hands to create something. Because we got so far from that, that's just creating 
something from nothing basically and we, and I don't even use electricity or anything just my hands and whatever I can get my hands on so we have like every people have like kind of supplies at home papers like you know yarn or whatever um and and this possibilities again just use your mind and imagination yeah um would you be able to share a story of somebody who used art to transgress their feelings I can share like like my own story, uh, obviously, because I don't work, I don't have clients or I'm not an art therapist by any means. But uh, um, what I did, what I shared with you is I started collage making first when I got actually um, when I was expecting my son. And that was 11 years ago. And that was like a really special moment because I remember that moment that I, I had this small table And I found these old buttons at my one of my mom's drawers and I took them out and it's like, okay, what should I do with them? They look so cool. They are from the 70s. I mean, they look really retro and everything. So I should, you know, I should do something with it. And then I I started to just glue them on a on a cardboard box, like a piece of cardboard. And I and that was my first collage. And I was like, my my boy was just like, you know, kicking and everything. And he was there. And that was such a special moment. That was the time 11 years ago when I started to make collages. It was like somehow it just came to me that you have to start this. You have to do art again. And because I was working a lot, I was, you know, working on my business, being an entrepreneur. But then when I was expecting him, the world changed inside of me and I I just got like message from somewhere from the universe that like you have to start doing this again. And that was the time expecting my son sitting there and making my very first collage. I still have the collage. I kept it. So yeah, it, it's a special one <laughs> and it has a special memory connotation to it. Yeah. I really celebrate you for taking on that um intuitive invitation to go back to art. Um, I do feel that it's going to speak to so many people because I think that a lot of people have these things, right? Like, hey, you could start just singing <laughs> in yeah. your music that you <laughs> enjoy or um, using. I, I, I like I like the, the way in which you are describing creating art because it's a form of an embodiment practice. And yeah. then we are closer to the body or not closer because we are always inside the body but we focus our attention more on the body then the mind has the space to either wander but in a relaxed way or become really focused so it it we experience this flow this cohesion this brain um this brain rewiring and this brain this brain cohe- coherence yeah absolutely and it also uh helps to increase the serotonin level in your brain uh when you do art and so you you become relaxed and that's just like like a chemical release in your brain and you don't even know about it but it ha- actually happens and it, so it that's why it's therapeutic and even you know the doctor can tell you it's like do something with yourself and just instead of like you know using anything drugs or drink or anything like that just turn to art and the other thing i can recommend which is also like kind of artistic like i bought drums 
And I'm 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 not an, like I'm not a professional musician or anything like that. But for example, if you buy a frame drum, that's like the perfect tool to drum uh, drum away because you don't need to have like a special experience or special expertise to play a frame drum. You just grab it and you just you know um, tap on it. And then it's just so amazing what you can do with it. It's very relaxing. I have a friend in the U.S. and she's an expert and she helps people to, to, to get over different emotions and trauma by just drumming. And that's, that's a very powerful tool, making music too. And no, you don't have to record it. You don't have to be a musician. It just like it can be your passion project in your bedroom or wherever you are. Just start playing on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering how could starting anything of the artistic help people feel good about themselves? It's, as I mentioned, like serotonin level, really important. So it's like even, you know, the uh, doctors and reports stated that this is good for your body. And because it's it's monotone, it's repetitive. It, it brings you kind of like a relaxed, like hypnotic trance whatever you do even if it's art or if it's it's music that it we just you know your blood pressure will drop it's like during meditation that you feel just calmer more relaxed and it's well i'm doing meditation every day like in the morning and in the evening and it that's exactly the same way how i feel when i'm creating art or when i'm drumming or why i'm meditating so it's it's a it's a strange feeling but it, it's beautiful because it helps your body and soul to relax Mm. yeah and i think that for people who struggle with perfectionism it's going to be a great yeah. way a great way <laughs> that <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah and it's i think it's also really beautiful the way that you allowed yourself to and maybe this is the um, this is the entrepreneurial background right like you allowed yourself to put yourself um, in a position of being a beginner again and reconnecting with something that wasn't yeah you hadn't you hadn't practiced in a very long time and maybe people will be hearing this and will understand that everything starts somewhere and you don't have to be perfect at something to be able to do it so true no no I mean no perfection there you don't have to be perfect in anything and and plus, you don't have to show it to other people. This is just for your own pleasure, just for your own self-care, because self-care is so important. And we think about self-care. Some people just think about like eating healthily, eating healthy or exercising or, you know, jogging, whatever, or doing yoga. But it's not only that. You have to uh, look after your mind and your soul, too. It's it's as, as important as looking after your body. And I think for... and. It can art can definitely promote mindfulness as well, and it's just so powerful when you use it in the right way, and be, without concentrating on anything that like it has to be hundred percent perfect or, you know, nobody will see it. <laughs> you don't have to show it to anyone. <laughs> I love that you are mentioning that because I'm 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 drawing it back to my own experience a lot, and I think that my inner judge is more dangerous and. <laughs> more mean to my towards myself than anybody else could be so for the people who are thinking about doing starting anything and then they're like yes but there will be that part of me that will already know that I suck it's great because that's what <laughs> so you are supposed to not be good and to suck at something that you are starting for the very first time 
And once you finish something, I mean, it it, defi- it definitely gives the boost to your self-confidence and self-esteem. It's like, look what I made. I was capable of, you know, capable of doing this. And I was I was the creator of this. And it just it gives you such such pride, even if it's not perfect. It's still really good for your self-esteem. Yeah, and I love that. I I was thinking about that when when we first brought this subject into into discussion about the fact that when you see something that came out of your hands and you actually applied yourself to create something, I think that a lot of people could have you know like this limiting beliefs about oh how they are not creative or um, they aren't good at anything or they don't have any you know like talents. And then you see yourself creating something with your own hands. And then you're like, oh, I actually have evidence. Here it is that (laughs) I can do something with my own hands and I'm better than, well, what I thought I was maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing is that that you don't have to do it on your own and it, it art can foster social connect, social connections. I mean, you can join a group and, because we are so isolated and that it started with COVID and there are a lot of people out there still struggling with isolation and going back to society or just being part of society. So like joining like kind of art group or uh, they, they have, you know, different clubs or whatever you can join and being social and helping each other creating art or it's 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 a great way to connect with other people as well. And they are not artists either. So they're not going to judge you. May some of them, but you don't have to care for those. You just you just go for the you know the 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 socializing part and maybe making friends and just being together with people. Like in the old days that like I remember I come from you know Central Europe and I remember that my mom told me that my grandparents got together with the elderly in the village, because I'm from a small town in Hungary and they were singing and they were doing something together. And maybe they were making uh, clothes or, you know, anything by hand. And they were chatting, they were and singing a lot of times, just singing these folk songs. And that was the, that like very strong social connection between them. That's what we're missing nowadays from nowadays society. And so that's why it's just join a club, join a group, join something and be together with other people and share this common experience of creating something because it's really powerful. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. So I, I'm Romanian and I grew up with this, actually. I grew up at the countryside with my grandparents, knowing everybody in the village, everybody yeah. coming together. And I, I still remember in, in autumn, they would harvest the grapes and they would um, yeah. make wine right with their dirty dirty very dirty feet so they would make wine yes i know <laughs> grapes and they would sing together um and i do think that i i recognize it a lot in in myself this um this desire to belong and to be a part of a community so i'm really grateful for the fact that you are bringing this invitation i think that the isolation that we are i think that covid revealed that tendency mm-hmm. And I think it's coming from this tension between people wanting to be in togetherness and wanting to belong and wanting to be in communities and at the same time being sold on these virtual possibilities where you can go on, I forgot the name, house something, gatehouse, there was a a clubhouse, sorry, clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah, clubhouse, yeah. 
where people would get together in communities and I'm, I'm grateful right like we can have this conversation exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks to technology but at the same time I, I I do feel that a lot of people are um being magnetized towards isolation and uh individualism just because it's so much easier it's so much more difficult to be a part of a group and to not be great at dancing you know and yeah. dance with a partner and look at that person looking back at you <laughs> <laughs> so true yeah i absolutely i agree with you 100% like we yeah we just so much um ended up in this virtual world and we need to get back to our roots somehow and need to lead ourselves back to these roots because these are really, really important. And I know, like listening to many podcast interviews, that there are people who are working on this and they, people are there creating these communities, but they are, you know, they are the minority. So we we need to support these groups and just get get together. Yeah. So if there is anybody who wants to create a community, please reach out. <laughs> I, am looking for I know people. <laughs> They're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what does healing mean to you? Healing. What what healing means to me? Um trying to um <laughs> be able to cope with the wounds and the scars I, you know, I collected through the years and trying to cover this in a healthy way, not just, you know, throwing anything, everything under the carpet or into the closet, but dealing with your scars and dealing with your, your problems and try to heal along the way. And it's, I think it's important to have a mentor or to have a coach or someone. Yeah. So healing for me uh, means that I I needed people to help me with healing. Mm. And uh, I think we always need someone that who can support us and listen to listen to us and be there for us. And not just a sounding board, but but someone actually be there for us and tell us, you know, what to do in our in our in our deepest trauma and anxiety and I think that's why it's so important to have maybe not a family member or friend because that's like can, can be a bit difficult sometimes but for me like for example a mentor a coach I mean really helped me along the way to cope with my healing process and plus as I mentioned art and and music helped me to heal but you definitely need someone that you can trust and you can share your your problems and experience and memories and your trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that um, to us. I, I think that people don't realize, so we have a similar background, I think. And I'm so grateful for the fact that you are talking also to the fact that some people deal with things by just setting them aside and that doesn't, yeah. That they are not showing up they are just <laughs> in the back you don't see them but they are still kind of like impact exactly yeah yeah so um working with somebody so my 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 parents and my my family who are purely romanian they they look at it as if 
why would you invest money into something like that? You know, it yeah. just doesn't compute, right? Like <laughs> at the same time, I found for myself that just being seen and being witnessed is so important. More than the advice, anything else that could come, just being seen and being validated in that life experience. So true, so true. And um, also being open and vulnerable and to share that with other people, that's very important. That's very powerful because uh, this is the only way. When you tell your story, when you share your trauma, when you share your problems, people can learn from it. And even if I, you know, someone listened to this interview and they are having the same trouble that I had, and even if I can reach out to just one person and I can help them, that's that's that I think that's very valuable to them. Maybe I you know I I haven't I didn't save the word or anything like that. But if I just help one people with my advice or just my story inspire them to do something about their life, to make some changes, what how they do things and why they do things, I think that's the most important thing that we can do. That's why we have to be open and vulnerable and sharing our stories because this is the only way we can do this. Hmm. And I think it also speaks to the fact that we are not really that alone and we are not really that unique either, that everybody kind of goes through similar things. Um, and it's beautiful to be united by humanity. Yeah, and pain. Sometimes you just have to express pain and experience pain in order to get something beautiful out of it. You just have to deal with it instead of just swiping everything under the carpet and just deal with pain. And as you mentioned, like culturally, we are not wired like that, not in Hungary or maybe not even in Europe, like other parts that, okay, if we have a problem, we, we, we have a, we have a coach, we have a mentor, we have someone who helps us. It's, it's still really weird. It's like, why would you, as you said, why would you spend money on that? Just deal with it. No, it's like you, there are things that you can, you can deal along with. You need someone. Yeah. It did become trendy now, you know, to have a coach. It is trendy. I know. And I, I work with a lot of American clients. And I I know that some of them have like five, six coaches, like for different reasons. And, you know, when I was first witnessed that, it's like, wow, that's interesting. So I know, now I have two coaches, one business coach and one like kind of lifestyle coach. So I'm getting, I'm getting there. <laughs> that's why the coaching industry is a billion dollar industry <laughs> exactly and it's thriving <laughs> but you have to find the right coaches for sure i mean there are great people out there and there are not so great people out there so you just have to find the right ones yeah see my mentor uh so i studied sexuality with leila martin and of course you know when you are in that in that space of being mentored and she achieved so many things and she introduced tantra to so many people and so on yeah and she was she was talking about how like at the beginning i sucked <laughs> i i might have traumatized a lot of people in the process of becoming a great coach so <laughs> unfortunately hopefully you're gonna meet these people when they have already traumatized other people <laughs> and became experienced enough to help you <laughs> yeah that's the way we learned so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what is your biggest life dream at this moment? My my biggest life it's it's yeah it's it's a it's a it's a big question for sure and you can probably talk about that life for an hour. Um, being healthy, being uh, being happy, and just being grateful for my life. I mean, and it, when you got this, the rest doesn't really matter. 
because <laughs> you need these in order to be happy. And yeah, that that's my biggest life dream. And also, like, I would love to have like a, a maybe a solo exhibition one day for my <laughs> for my collages, and I would love that. And and also a big dream that I would love to like meet my clients from the podcasting world and the hosts that I work with like for many years. That would be so much fun because I know them like virtually, obviously, but it would be so much fun to to meet them uh, in person as well. So there are a, a couple of big dreams and uh, I would love to uh, visit a couple of retreats next year <laughs> in America. So that would be really cool and kind of my big dreams and on my bucket list too. And visit Iceland. I don't know why I'm attracted to. I'm attracted to Iceland. It somehow it calls me, and it's like I have to go there one day. Uh, plus, I'm living in a Mediterranean climate, which can be really hot during the summer. So I, I would love to es escape to to Iceland in August from Cyprus. So yeah. So then I, I have a lot of big dreams. I'm I'm kind of a dreamer. Not as like I'm a Scorpio, so I'm I'm kind of a dreamer too. I was I was always been a dreamer. So. <laughs> I saw root for you and shine for you and <laughs> thank you. Life. I'm, I'm, I was thinking about the retreat and I was like, yes, that would be amazing to actually have a retreat with all these wonderful people. Yeah, creating those. Yeah. Iceland is amazing. So <laughs> if there is one place on earth that I believe is heaven, that's Iceland. So <laughs> have you ever been to have you ever been to Iceland? Yes. Yes. yes yeah I, I need to i need to go there <laughs> yeah and it was similar right like i i, I had this call for iceland and that yeah. was women who run with the wolves if if you are familiar with this book yeah. and i went to the caves where one of the stories was actually based and i had a, an epic moment in right that. yeah it's it's a it's a very special place iceland yeah the other place that was calling me, and I was lucky enough to visit it, it was uh, Marrakesh, Morocco. Like Morocco has like kind of this bohemian style that I really like. And um, yeah, it was when I, you know, stepped out of the plane. Um, we were together with my husband. And back that time, we lived in Ireland. So it was like a huge culture shock from, you know, leaving Ireland and ending up like in Morocco, in Marrakesh, because there's like two different worlds. But it was so amazing. And I could imagine myself spending more time there for sure. Like if you are an artist, like if you're an artistic bohemian soul, I mean, Marrakesh is the go-to place for sure. It's really inspiring. It's it's like it's like a time time travel. You go back in time and it's it's really beautiful. Yeah. I would really love to emphasize and invite people to be inspired by your attitude. So you have a dream, you have like something calling you and then you embark on that. I think that's so beautiful and so powerful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just important, I think, to follow our dreams and never give up on them. Um, that's the other very important thing and never lose the hope that we can achieve those things in life. Yeah, yeah. What motivates you to do, well, your art on the one hand, but also the podcast connections? What motivates me to do things? Um, it's just my, I, I love connecting with people. I love connecting with people through art. I think that's important. So I can show them who I am. I mean, they can, they can really see the real me because when I'm making art, 
I'm kind of like sewing together my memories. I'm using old photographs and even like an old piece of clothing for my childhood dress or whatever. So they can, they like, like discover me through my art. So I think that's important. And the other thing is that, um, like connecting pe with people and sharing stories and listening to their stories. And when you, when you are even, I'm doing like a discovery call with someone that the first time I'm meeting a person and they're telling me their life story and even, you know, talking about their divorce or their abusive husband or, uh, you know, about their childhood trauma. And this is the first time you are meeting them. And I'm a podcast agent. I'm not a, I'm not a therapist or anything like by any means or coach, but it just, it's such a powerful feeling to connect with people and just share these common stories and, experiences is is yeah it's really unique yeah and yeah. that's really inspires me to continue my work because it's like I know this is like what I do is like kind of a PR agency and help people to get on shows but in the meantime and I network I network a lot because of my job you meet so many amazing people worldwide and then it helps me to understand yeah we still have hope on this planet because there are so many amazing people. And, and thank God I don't watch TV. So I, I try to get avoid, like I live in kind of my bubble, what I created for myself. But it's, I find that like it's, there's still hope for things happening, good things happening in the world because there are so many good people doing good things in, you know, in smaller groups. But we, if we can get them together in a community and do things together, like we can still, we can still survive. So. Yeah. 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 Who do you find inspiring or who has been your inspiration throughout your life? You did mention Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Uh, but the closest to my heart, my parents and my son, um, my mom was always my rock. And she's a really strong woman uh, who always supported me, whatever I did, whatever I started during my studies, during my life. So she really inspired me. My dad, my late dad, who was like, she he just spread kindness all around him and even my closest like girlfriends they always you know t told everything to him and just started to talk to him because he was so open and and they just shared their stories with him so they were really you know they're my rock and they were the best and my son because this little person this little boy can be his his way of thinking and creativity in the world it's so eye-opening that you can just look back to that kind of pureness that we lost along the way and how we look at life and uh, we can we can learn so much from kids so definitely my parents and my son yeah yeah I love that and I love that invitation I think that children are such a blessing because they do remind us of that naivete that innocence and that play yeah. also. absolutely yeah Thank you so much, uh, Naomi. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? So if you, anytime you would like to visit my art, you can do it on my website. Uh, it's, it's my name, it's noemiberes.com. Or if you ever you want to talk to me about art or about podcasts, I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. So just use my type, my name in, and you know I'm happy to connect with anyone worldwide. 
Yeah. And then let's remind people that you, one of your dreams, uh, apart from visiting Iceland and <laughs> the retreat, and who knows, maybe there is somebody listening and like, oh, I would like to create a retreat for hosts and podcasters and for the people who have been on their podcasts. Um, but the, the dream about you creating a um, an exhibition for your collages. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to do that. And also, uh, like kind of a book, uh, uh, like kind of a coffee table book, whatever you use it. And I would love to get my collages photographed, like professionally. And I would love to share the stories behind every and each of collage that I made. So people can read it and see the collages. So yeah, yeah. that's also my dream. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's great. And this is why I'm inviting people to share their dreams. Yeah. Because you never know, you know, who's listening. And maybe there is somebody in Cyprus who's like, hey, I actually have an art gallery. You would be a great fit for that. So <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared with us, Naomi. All the links are to your website and to LinkedIn and where else people can find you online will be in the, in the notes of the podcast. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much for having me. The best way to support the Healer Hub podcast is to review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your people. Thank you so much. Deeply grateful for your support. Music